So, context. A few days ago, I was checking Facebook, as I do all the time. And I'm lucky because I really love my little Facebook universe. My timeline every day is filled with smart political posts, angry political posts, drag race articles, funny memes, sassy text posts with a Rihanna gift attached to them, spot-on recommendations for TV shows or movies I should watch, nerd info, hot, beardy guys taking dubiously necessary selfies, and just authentic, open sharing about life, love, work, and the sometimes ugly business of being a person. So... I was checking Facebook, and I saw this article, which I thought was pretty rad. It was an article about Philly Pride, how they had unveiled a special pride flag for this year, one that added two stripes, one black and one brown, to represent queer people of color in their community. See, Philly's queer community had a tough year, one in which allegations of racial discrimination brought to light some very serious issues of bias in the neighborhood. And this gesture of inclusion, of placing black and brown people right at the top of our pride symbol, struck me as awesome. It was a beautiful gesture of inclusion and support from a community under fire. So, I shared the article. And I think the only comment I added to it was, love And I thought, man, my Facebook community is going to love this shit as much as I do. I'm just going to sit back and watch those like button hits roll in. (laughs) Totally not what happened. Some people did like it as much as I did. But, but, more people didn't. And let me clarify. When I say people, I, of course, mean white people. White gay people, white gay male people, which you knew, I mean, I know I didn't have to clarify, but if you're new to the podcast, I got to make sure you're caught up to speed. So people started sharing how much this move upset them. People were asking why they had to make it about race. People were posting memes about the pride flag, putting down those who were complaining about inclusion. People all of a sudden became experts in pride flag history, spouting off the original meanings of the pride colors, like they'd been sitting around with Gilbert Baker when he made the damn thing, going, Gil, you know, I think the green should represent nature. Like, my timeline, which was usually a haven of social justice warrior fierceness, had turned into Hugh Grant starring in Well Actually. Why do they have to make it about race? The flag already represents everyone. It's already inclusive. Why is this necessary? The stripes make it ugly. What is the point of that? The stripes on the flag are ideas, not skin tones. This is a pride symbol. It's supposed to be about pride. It's not about race. Okay, look. I love my community. I love my white queer brothers and sisters, but y'all, we have to talk. We have a problem, a narcissism problem. We think too fucking much about ourselves. We think the LGBT movement is only about us. We think it was only about marriage equality, that the whole of queer progress was winning the right to marry, and now we're all free, 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 and everything's cool, and we can just go about living our lives. We think the way we experience queerness in this country as white people is the way everyone experiences queerness in this country, and if we can handle it, then everyone else can handle it. We are selfish assholes who mistakenly believed that being queer gave us a get-out-of-white-supremacy-free card. 
Well, it didn't. So let me break this down for you as plainly as I can. If you care about queer people, then you have to care about race. Race has to matter. Because it matters for every queer person of color in our community. And if it matters to them, it should matter to us. If you think pride isn't about race, then you only care about the lives of people who look and live like you. And white people, white gays, we have to be better. We have got a lot of fucking work to do. We have to educate ourselves about white supremacy. It's long and really fucked up history in this country. And I recommend by starting with Stamped from the Beginning, A Definitive History of Racist Ideas in America by Ibram X. Kendi. It's a fantastic book and you absolutely should read it. We have to recognize the way systemic racism works in every one of our systems, from our government, to the criminal justice system, to schools, to employers, to housing, to the personal interactions we have every day in the grocery store, in the post office, and we have to work against those ways. We have to do our best to deal with other white people when they are being racist as fuck. And we have to do our best to deal with ourselves when someone of color calls us out for being racist as fuck. We have to recognize that even when we are being super woke and spreading our ally selves all over the room, we're still fucking white and we're still benefiting from white supremacy at the expense of our black and brown friends. We have to make space, not take up space. We have to do the anti-racist work work, support anti-racist work, and not make it about us. Like, I mean, I'm even being kind of problematic right now. Like, we can't help it. We white people, we just can't fucking help it. And I can hear you saying, but you know, Cody, it's really hard to keep all those issues on the front burner. It just, it sucks being mad all the time. It's like no fun waking up every day and having another thing to be offended by. Aren't there bigger fish to fry? Shouldn't there be other things to worry about? I mean, can't we just, like, celebrate what we have right here for once? You know what else is hard? Getting disciplined more often in school for attitude and behavior than your white peers. Not getting a job interview because your name is too black. Making less on average across the country than your white counterparts. Being disproportionately represented in the prison population and doing more time for the same crime than a white criminal. Being murdered during a routine traffic stop. And I could go on, but do I really need to? I can guarantee you 100% that those things are much harder to experience than it is for you to just think about them. Hear that. I mean, like, really hear that. Because it's Pride Month, you know? And the relative ease with which we can navigate this world as white gay men and women was earned on the backs of a lot of people who went through some really intense shit. And going to a parade and waving a rainbow flag and doing the do as we do year after year after year is, is fine and all. But if you really want to show pride... If you really want to live up to the dream of this community, a dream that transforms our otherness into a weapon for justice, a dream that didn't start in a parade, but started in a street fight between pissed off queer folks, many of color and cops, 
the dream that was passed down to us on the backs of activists and writers and drag queens and leather daddies who got beaten up in their small towns, who got sick and died too soon, who lived quiet lives of silence because they were afraid to be who they are, who marched in the streets to be seen and heard, who carved out this space that we live in with their bloody fucking fingers because the dream was greater than the pain they had to endure. If you want to live up to that, you will make every fight your own fight. And that's fucking pride. That's community. Because honestly, the dream of our community isn't worth shit if it's only wearing white. You've been listening to Bearded Fruit, politics and culture through an intersectional queer lens. Now, if you enjoyed this week's episode, head over to our website, beardedfruit.com, to get more info about this week's show and to check out some of our other web features, like our weekly Ask a Dad advice column or our Fruit Stands section, which gives you ways to bring the Bearded Fruit conversation into your community. You can also connect with us on Facebook at Bearded Fruit and on Twitter at Bearded Fruit Pod. And if you have some feedback on this week's episode, or questions to ask us, or just want to share an idea for an upcoming episode, give us a call at 860-785-0633. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or find us on SoundCloud. And as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>